0: What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Buri and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. And then yeah, like that dry sidle being the best passer. Like, come on. God, I'm gonna start with that because like yikes. No, like that was that was an absolute joke. Like, what yeah. what is Jim Matheson thinking? Oh no, like, first of all, why is he responding to people on Twitter? Like, you should be better than that. You're how old? <laughs> yeah, right. Second of all, he's literally spitting incorrect, like facts it's not even his take it's no. just not factual like it should be yes yeah literally he's like dry a better passer than goudreau dry sidle's not even the best passer on his own team no mcdavid's better than dry like like if you want to talk about goal scoring okay i'll give you i'll i, I could give you that but yeah sir what am i missing something yeah i have no clue. I have no clue. It's the way that he said it, too. He was like, it's just you. Dreisaitl the best passer. Ask the NHL rank and file. Uh, <laughs> the NHL rank and file states, and I quote, that Johnny Goudreau has 47 primary assists. This was at the time that it, we, you know, had this issue. Numbers yeah. probably changed by then. 47 primaries were second in the league. Leon had 29 at that stage. Johnny had 38 primaries at even strength for first. Leon had 19, which is good for 19th in the league. No, Dreisaitl is not the best passer in the NHL. He's not even the best passer on his own team. Yeah. You are literally disrespecting Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. I Like, McDavid is such a better playmaker and passer than Dreisaitl is. It's like, not close. Like, Dreisaitl no. just has really good – has an elite finishing ability. Yeah. Exactly. Like, um, that's that's it. And he, he's fighting with, like, a 13-year-old on Twitter. Like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? You grow up. Literally. Like, <laughs> if you grow up anymore, you're going to have to get admitted to a home. But it is what <laughs> it is. It's like, geez, let's start off with the – Anaheim game, baby. Michael Stone, bar down, clap bomb. I like – because he was wiring them all game. And I was like, Dude. at one point, one of these is going to go in, And finally, he just freaking roofed one. Dude, Michael Stone, the second the tweet came out that day, I was like, oh, this is Trevor Lewis's 800th NHL game, and this is Michael Stone's 500th. I was like, Stone is scoring tonight. That's happening. Like, he's going to wire a beauty from the hash marks, just top cheese. Oh, yeah, you could feel it coming. Like, you kind of knew that uh, just with how much he had been shooting throughout the game, and, (laughs) like, I was like, there's no way one of these doesn't go in. And finally, yeah, just bar down. Like, as bar down as you can get. The whole arena went ding. 95-mile-an-hour shot right over Stolar's head. Dude. I, I, like, I'm sorry. Michael Stone had a multi-point game for his 500th. And this is a guy who didn't even know if he was going to hit 500. Yeah. Like, this is, that's an excellent story. Yeah, it really is. I even saw an interview with him not too long ago. And he was talking about, like, how, yeah, he wasn't sure if he was ever going to get to 500. And how it would be super cool if he did. And then, sure enough, multi-point game with a bar-down bomb in his game 500 isn't too bad dude like like there's all the goals we scored that night were nice too like lindy scores is 36 that game from johnny and stone stone secondary bro dude that That was yeah oh that was disgusting it was like oh my god that was like the patience too and like you know what i love about lindholm even in the offensive zone, he deploys himself in a defensive situation. That's why no one's able to cover him. Yeah, this is like what the twentieth time that he can just that he just slides into the slot with zero man coverage. Yeah, nobody picks him up, and he just sneaks into the slot. And he is the last guy you want to have sitting in your slot. That's for oh sure. My God, this guy has one of the best releases in the NHL. Oh yeah, like dude, every time Lindholm scores. My dad just looks at me and he goes, Lindholm? I'm like, Yup. (laughs) Pretty much. Like, (laughs) oh man. And then Tofoli scores a beauty on the, like, from Manchapani and Backlund. So that line finally looks like it's kind of clicking, I think. (laughs) Finally. Um, I mean, uh, one one goal, even strength from that line in the last eight games. I don't know if that's really clicking, but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Um, no, that one was a beauty. Just forehand, backhand. The release he gets off that backhander is so quick. Oh. And I I wasn't expecting it. Like, he put it so far shelf and just acted like it was nonchalant. Yeah, just like, yeah, normal, normal day, normal day at the office. Like, yep. <laughs> oh man, and then like we said, Stone's absolute bomb from Manjapati. Yep. Um, like made it three-one. Then Chucky empty net four-two Flames. That's your game. Johnny goudreau had two primary assists, three high dangers. At a five-on-five five expected goals for of close to sixty-five percent, it was sixty-four point eight three. Overall game report: shots were even at twenty-eight. Power play went zero for one. Ducks power play went one for three. Shot attempts were sixty to forty-three in favor of the Flames. Scoring chances thirty-four to twenty-six. High dangers seventeen to twelve in favor of the Flames. Expected goals for fifty-one for the Flames, giving them a slight edge. Light edge, yeah, and it was, it was a grind here. That one, it was Marstrom Was great in the third, too. He made some big saves when he needed to, um, kind of solidified that game for us. And even like yeah, we were saying, the defense ahead of him, having oh <laughs> having all this mumble jumbled defenseman coming in and out because that's the game that. Is That the game that Valimaki was in, no, um, that's the game that just before. Okay, so, so. Zidorov and Goodbranson were still in Anaheim and then they were out in San Jose. We're in the final stretch now to the point where it's like until we get to the playoffs and we're actually talking Everything. about an isolated series, it's just gonna be like <laughs> everything's all blending together. Yeah, um, and, uh, in terms of defensive pairings, Hannafin and Anderson. Dude, their expected goals percentage in Anaheim was seventy five. (laughs) Wow! Like they were absolutely, and even like Tanev and Stone, Zadorov and Goodbranson were also each above fifty. So RD was fine in Anaheim and fine. Uh, Forty assists, I believe. I think it was against Seattle, which puts him uh, in the top twenty for NHL D-man and assists. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, having a great year. And it's amazing because Rasmus Anderson, like he was genuinely a player that I was worried about heading into this year because I was like, oh my God. Like last year it was like, I know it was uncharacteristic, but it was such a rough year for him to the point where I was genuinely concerned about what he was going to be this season. Yep. No, for sure. Um, And and with with Geo leaving, like I didn't know how he was going to, step up or how really anybody was going to step up but they've proved us all wrong. Well, I think we got our answer because goddamn. <laughs> been very uh, good. the Flames took a couple stupid late penalties in that third again. It kind of uh, seems to be a seems to be a recurring theme over this trip near the in the like th- we we talk about how Markstrom Came, came in and made timely saves when he was in over this trip and how the PK had unbelievable shifts to get that, you know, to clean up that mess. But you don't get, you don't need to have an unbelievable PK in your third and Markstrom standing on his head if you're limiting your penalties. And that's something that we didn't do over this trip. No. Um, first and foremost, God bless our penalty kill. We had maybe yeah. a bad week with the PK all season. Like that's it. Yeah, like last yeah, like the week before this week, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. um, like it's a testament to Daryl Sutter, dude. How over the course of this trip, you had a revolving door of D-man coming in and out, and your game, you stuck to it. Like it didn't matter who was on the ice. Connor Mackey was unreal in San Jose. You never gave up more than two goals a game with a revolving door defenseman. In your four game road trip, never gave up more than two goals in a game. That is beautiful. Hey Sea so of Red, Raja here with a special announcement. I'm a brand ambassador for SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile app that literally lets you buy tickets in the easiest way possible. I think their tagline is that they take the confusion out of buying tickets something like that. Use the promo code C of T to get $20 off of your first SeatGeek order. I'm talking sporting events, concerts. Remember the promo code is C of T. Share it around, tell your friends, and go Flames go. First is- time, yeah. And like, also to help with the first time ever with sweeping California. Yeah. Like, hello, California used to be hell. We used to yeah, travel corner. to California and mentally I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Yes. Yeah. Michael stone was the standout in Anaheim for me. I know mm-hmm. that Johnny Goudreau obviously gets the props for what he did offensively, but stone putting up a multi-point game in his 500th with an absolute clapper. That's just a really good story to me. So to me, I'm going to go with Stone for, for that night. No, a hundred percent. Um, and it's a good team win, right? It's it's a gutsy win and, and a tough building to play in. And you stick that one out, and then you have one on the back-to-back with San Jose. Here's an interesting stat I want to throw at you. Did you know that there are only three teams in the entire league with a better points percentage in the span since we returned from our COVID break? Yeah. Colorado, Florida, and Carolina, right? Boston. Boston? Oh, wow. Two for three. That's a that's a good one. a boy. <laughs> Boston, really? That surprises me. Yeah, like because, I mean, you think about it too, like Boston also started off really rough, right? Like they were teetering. Now they're a little bit more, I guess, solidified in a spot. But like, I don't know. I feel like just the idea of that being a stat and the idea that, you know, people – just last week, still went out and blew their wads on in the comment section, looking like absolute, like, oh my god. <laughs> what are you thinking now? That's my question. Is because you just swept California and now you want to act like you're the biggest Flames fan again? Like, no, we don't want you. You can <laughs> you can leave. We don't claim you as part of the fan base. Like, literally, I said that. Like, there are a few people who straight up DM me, like. Yeah, but this team has holes. I'm like, okay, go cheer for a different team. Because if you've actually been paying attention, like, I'm sorry. But, like, I what holes? Enlighten me. Like, I will, I will tell you what the holes are. I want to know what you think the holes are. <laughs> Every, no team is perfect. I, I don't know what people are talking about. It's, dude, like, I, I don't know. You know who's actually been borderline perfect, though? Chris Tanev. Oh, yeah. This guy, in his last year in Vancouver, mm, when we signed him, I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, what version of Tanav are we getting, right? Yeah. His bounce back in Calgary has been astounding, A, given his age and his injury history. Like, this guy hasn't finished an entire year up until no. like he's on base for that, knock on wood. I, yeah, like... Nobody expected Tanev to be this good, if not better. This is probably the best version of him that of hockey that he's played in his career. Oh, a hundred percent it is. And yeah, you were saying, I think seventy games is the most he's played in a year. Yeah, Um and if he plays all eighty-two this year, it'll be the first time that he's played a full regular season. You could you couldn't be happier with that Tanev signing. He's done everything and more than what the Flames have expected for uh, from him. So, like, I don't know what it was, but I feel like the only positive, to, or one of the only positive storylines to come out of that shit year last year was probably the fact that, you know, Gio put him on some of that young and fresh and <laughs> of Because, my <laughs> God, he's, like, reverse aging. Like... He is. Yeah, he really is. Um, Johnny Goudreau is on pace for the most even strength points in a single season since 91-92. He's on pace for 89. Even strength points. The record's ahead of him. Mario Lemieux with 96 in 1992-93. And our boy Yarmir Yager, Flames Legend, with 95 (laughs) in 95-96. That's some elite company. Um, yeah, That is nuts. Like, I don't want to... Yeah, but he doesn't show up in the playoffs. The team didn't show up in the playoffs. <laughs> Blame the yeah. team around him, not the guy that's the only reason why you made the playoffs to begin with. Exactly. You know, Johnny Goudreau is having one of the most elite seasons we've ever seen a player have playing in Calgary hell yeah, Johnny for heart, by the way, I'm gonna just put that up there. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah, what every night he's doing something special on the ice. I mean, he has made people's jaws drop all over Calgary this year. He is easily in the heart discussion and having one of the best years of flame has ever had. Uh, what else can you say, right? like just like, un- it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. Let's move on to San Jose here. All righty. San Jose. So, Connor Mackey draws in. Yusuf Alamaki draws in. Zodorov and Branson were both not on the ice for pregame warmup. Cal Yarncrook's still out. He didn't play on the trip. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just say, Connor Mackey, I love you. I'm not joking. I was so amped watching Connor Mackey play hockey in San Jose. (laughs) Like the dude didn't like, he did not look out of place. His man coverage was unreal. His ability to start up, to drive play was evident. This guy played the first game of the season for him up here. He's finding everyone beautifully. I'm like, bro, there's a reason why this guy signed a one-way contract. Like, yeah. Like, hello. (laughs) But I mean, you're not taking anybody out for Mackey, though. I'm- oh no. Yeah, not not this year, but I feel like next year he like I say that and then we're gonna sign someone else to take his spot. But oh, yeah, but like if Connor Connor Mackey deserves a roster spot next season.
1: Yeah, uh, I genuinely
0: I, believe that. Yeah, I I I'd agree. Um as a third pairing, yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Uh, actually, at a roster spot and some real game time next year, it's um, uh, Matthew could first goal. What a shot, dude! The second I saw Lindholm for check the way he did starting that shift, like just hopping off the bench, I was like, Yeah, we're scoring here. I don't know how, but it's gonna happen. And then Chucky just comes in, ha, turns, like, dude, like James Reimer. All he did was complain, and he got absolutely highlight reeled twice in that first period. <laughs> I mean. Like, the Trevor Lewis goal, are you kidding me? That was, What was he complaining about, actually, though? Probably just complaining that he got absolutely highlight taped. Yeah, he probably thought it was goalie interference, like Lewis pushed his pad off the post or something like that. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, what yeah, a like- goal from yeah, dude. Trevor Lewis goals and back to back. Drive the net, stuff it in any way you can. And like the depth scoring, that's pretty much right where it's started, where we wanted to see it. Because in Seattle, it was nothing but depth scoring that one a yeah. second. <laughs> and then it gets sevens. Um that dude is scoring goals at a pace that uh no one can believe. I mean, like he he finished the game at 38. Yeah. I mean, for all you flame history junkies, I mean, the most goals that has been have been scored the last time that we had a player score 35 or more was Iggy in 2011 when he scored 43. Yeah. Like that's 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 five more goals for Lindholm to score. He could hit that. He could easily hit that. It's doable. That yeah. whole top is just nuts. Dude, the whole, the whole top line is like, like I made the comparison, like what, one of our previous episodes, I was like, they're literally the Harlem Globetrotters of hockey yeah. when they're on the ice. Yeah. Like, here's a stat after the San Jose game. Chuck Lindholm and Gaudreau have been involved on the same Flames goal for the 18th time this season, the most by any trio in the NHL. I don't know what more evidence you need to say that we have the best top line in the league. yeah, I mean, they've really made that like, not a crazy thing to say this year. Um, Cause if you said that after last year, you would get oh laughed God. at, you get laughed at, get ripped. Um, it's also now- because we barely even saw it last year. Well, like, we had Brett Richie with Johnny Goudreau, bro, for like, my God! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> My um, God. Like, wow! Seriously, wow! I'm gonna just emphasize Ryan Pike's tweet for a sec. Um, he tweeted it during the San Jose game. You know, playing their third game in four nights with travel and missing half of their usual blue line, the Flames outshot, outchanced, and outscored San Jose through the first forty. Who the hell is gonna win the Jack Adams over Daryl Sutter? Who? Please enlighten me. Like that's the the Jack Adams is one of those ones where it's kind of been like, have you seen the difference in this Flames team from this year? How does anybody else win the Jack Adams? Like people are yeah. saying Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's always been good. Yeah. I don't get that. Like I'm sorry, like, this is a culture change in a half. That's, hap- that's this- going on in Calgary right now. Take note. So- on ice product. Like this is brand new from scratch and deadly. Like it's astounding to me looking at the people that compare this year to last year. I'm like, are you like, I'm sorry. Like, like I had one kid being like, oh yeah, but the flames also played well in the bubble. No, we didn't. That's why we lost yeah we won the play-in like what do you mean play-in? yeah like jeff ward then comes in what do you what's your game plan for this season coach oh we're gonna play the same way we played in the bubble okay so you're gonna get your ass kicked every night nice yeah let's go you're gonna get utterly dominated and pray that one of your goalies just absolutely makes 50 saves so you can pick up two points nice good thinking love it there is absolutely no comparison whatsoever between what daryl is doing this season and what he has done a also from a personnel switch up this is also the best roster we've had in a very long time we have real depth now from before we're talking about our depth being you know rotation and nothing against these guys obviously but a rotation between guys like zach ronaldo tobias reader yoakim nordstrom josh levo who i liked i'm gonna preface that real quick and then Dominic Simone. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, now we're sitting here talking about Tyler Toffoli, who's now with his 20th of the year last night. That's his sixth season now where he's scored 20-plus. And he started Yarn- the year with a shitty team. Yeah. Yarncroc. Yeah, um, Yarncroc. I mean, say what you will, but Blake Coleman, his point production, although, yeah, we would kind of expect a little bit more. He's looking to be finishing in the realm around his career best. So, you know what? You say what you will, but to have that guy on your third line who with that winning caliber, I'll take that any day of the week. Oh, definitely. Um, And, and Vladar. Crazy. Vladar is so good in San Jose. Um, For not playing, uh, like, the last, what, two weeks pretty much? Yeah. He came in 19th it is a solid game his the very first save of the game was a breakaway yeah like and he, and he looked so calm and just to the side never looked like it was any any problem or high danger at all but he looked so calm and composed in that net i love Vladar. i love her whole team the san Jose game shots were 41 to 33 in favor of the flames Both power plays went 0 for 3, which I found interesting. Like, um, shot attempts were 64 to 48. Scoring chances, 28 to 23. Both those categories in favor of the Flames. High dangers were 9 to 7 in favor of the Sharks. But our expected goals for was 59.4. Elias Lindholm had a game score of 5.13 that night. Elias Lindholm had 7 shots on goal that night. Um, He had... I think it was eight scoring chances or something, eight, eight scoring chances, two goals, eight scoring chances A five on five expected goals for of seventy eight point two seven. Like, hello, I don't like words can't express. How unbelievable it is to be watching Flames hockey this season, but oh, give yeah. the playoffs. just give me the playoffs now, I don't care about the rest of the regular season. I don't. Yeah. Like, if anyone asked me, do I care? No, because I think we're finishing first. It's pretty clear, cut and dry now. We're eleven points ahead of the Kings. Yeah, I mean, the Oilers picked up a point again last night, but they're still. I think what is it? Seven points back right now. Yes. Yeah. Seven points back from us. Um, I don't think Edmonton catches us. We have a couple more games that we should take coming up here we got seattle again on tuesday um vegas on thursday and then arizona on saturday yeah so the, i'm i'm sorry you need to take three in a row again let's make this a seven game win streak why not hell yeah just ble- dude i want to see the look on pete devore's face when we just slap the golden knights and he's just kind of looking at his team like we're really missing the playoffs huh They've never been in that situation before, and they don't know how to deal with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Vegas fans are like, wait, so, so the Eichel trade made us <laughs> worse? What? <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. You'll be back next year. I'm sorry that the hockey gods cursed your team this season by having a revolving door of, like, nine guys on LTIR, like, all year. Um. But, yeah, Um. No, but no, yeah, no. um Connor Mackey was my standout in San Jose just because that was the first game that he drew in this season after really, really solidifying the fact that he was our, that he has been our best defenseman in Stockton this year. So I was really excited to see how he'd look on a pairing with Tanev and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, um, I'm going to have to go with Vladar for mine. Um, I mean, it's hard to overlook Lindy or Kachuk in that game, but they they always, that so i'm gonna go with ladar yeah see i'm at the point now where i just expect it from the top (laughs) line like i just kind of look. i'm like yeah he they had like a game score of like seven like yeah it's (laughs) fine like like it's unbelievable (laughs) uh and yeah speaking on of which like pat tweeted this um right after the san jose game had wrapped up that Johnny was a plus three in San Jose. So he moved up to being plus 54 on the year, which is the best plus minus in franchise history ahead of Joe Mullins, plus 51 that he had. Oh, guess what? Guess when, when we won the cup, Lindell is up to plus 51 and Kachuk's a plus 47. So, huh? (laughs) Like there are still 10 games to go, but there hasn't been an NHL player to finish with a plus 54 or better since Detroit's Vladimir Konstantinov when he went plus 60 in 96. Wow. So we're talking about serious records that our boy 13 could straight up sh- shatter. Or oh, yeah. At least tie. Yeah. Woo! For sure. <laughs> unreal. Um, yeah, man. Another thing I want to point out. Um, after that San Jose game, I was curious. I logged on to natural stat trick because I wanted to see just because to me, I felt like the fourth line was unreal, like the Lucic-Carpenter-Ritchie line. I was like, okay, like they're playing really good hockey. So I went in. Yeah, they had a chances four. a combined chances four on average of 24 and a combined chances against on average of, of eight. Nice, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, that's what you need from your fourth line. Um, especially those guys that have been so hot and cold. Um, no, yeah, that's that's huge from them. And like, you take a look at the shot map, the unblocked shot rate map with Carpenter, since he's been added. If you take a look at the chart on Hockey Viz, like. Dude, right next to the paint, it's dark red. That is what you want to see for those of you that know how to read that sort of chart. If you don't, well, why don't you just go hop over to the one column and read one of my articles on the scoring effects? That'll teach you how to read those. (laughs) But yeah, like, dude, it's like, did we ever think that there would be a world where Eric Branson and Brett Ritchie are above replacement level NHLers? Like Daryl Sutter came in and was like, you too. Come here. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you how to play the right way. Here's your assigned role. This is all I want you to do. And they excel. Yep, yeah, pretty much. That's that's what Daryl's done for this team. And that's why I think it'd be bizarre for to not have him as a lock for the Jack Adams. <laughs> like if if I hear anyone say a coach other than Daryl Sutter deserves the Jack Adams, I'm instantly either just restricting the tweet and the person tweeting from my timeline or b turning off the tv if something that amateur is said on live television yeah i'm just saying yeah but no the flames top four forwards are as good as any in the league and i literally cannot wait for the playoffs like i literally couldn't care less about these final 10 games right now like just yeah. give me the first round i mean everyone's talking about the you know, depth scoring droughts, specifically Manjapani to Foley, Coleman, you know, guys that are, should be producing. Um, my take on the whole thing is you look at Andrew Manjapani and like, yeah, he hasn't scored in almost 20 games now. And it's, it, yeah, it's concerning. I'm not exactly okay with him drying up on that aspect, but his play driving is still elite. He's oh, playing yeah. the same way. And even in Anaheim, he picked up two points. But to assist in he had an assist in Seattle. So, I mean. Like, he he, he's still one of the best, like, I guess, strongest play drivers in the league from like a winger basis. He's an absolute force five on five. He uh, like, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's in a dry spell right now but he's still one of the most dangerous like four checkers on the team i'm not like he puts every one of his shifts to good use you know what i mean like you're not noticing him you know just like he's still second in the league or er, on this team he's still second on this team in terms of goals per 60 like just slightly behind elias Lindholm. yeah um like yeah that's why i say it to me the. Top four forwards on this team are as good as any in the NHL. I don't care. Give me my matchup now. Yeah, pretty much. Like if Johnny is able to pick up seven more points, five on five in these final 10 games, he'll have the most even strength points in a season since the in 92, 93, like we alluded to earlier. The only other modern day player in the top 20, the last 30 years have been here. And here's the list. Connor McDavid twice, Patrick Kane, Henrik Shadin, and Jarman Yager. But it's like, like I'll, I'll be quiet about it now, but I can't at the same time because of how unbelievable this season has been, like, watching him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Nikita Kucherov is part of that list, too. My bad. Okay, Henrik Shadeen and Nikita Kucherov. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Rasmus Anderson, let's talk about the Seattle game now. We've scored the first goal in 47 of our games this season. That's the most in the NHL. It's a little fun fact for you. (laughs) That's nice. Blake Coleman, speaking of breaking dry spells, he redirects a nice shot from Noah Hannafin to make it 1-0 early in the game. And Hannafin and Anderson both pick up the points. Like you alluded to earlier, Anderson – hit the 40-point plateau, 40th assist plateau, I should say, yeah. which is, like, oh, just, wow. That's absolutely crazy. And then Trevor Lewis, with another goal for his sixth of the season from Hannafin and Dubé, just parked right in front of the net, timely near the end of the period, just like just like in San Jose, like, beautiful. And then Michael Stone. The bomb. Looking I'm like Ovechkin. The power play, Jesus. Another, there's another clapper. Just like, yeah. oh my Lord. Like just, and that, that was from Hannafin and Manjapani. And then Foley into the empty net. Unselfish play from Dylan Dubé to give it two to Foley From good guy Dubé. <laughs> Hannafin finished last night with four assists. That's his yeah. first ever four point and four assist game in the NHL. So a milestone night for number fifty-five. Um, shots were twenty-nine to twenty-eight in favor of the Flames. Power play went one for four. Seattle's power play went zero oh for five. Took, well, we only killed like ten minutes out of, out of sixty on the PK. But yeah, shot attempts were thirty-eight to thirty-six in favor of the Flames. Scoring chances were even at fifteen. High dangers were 9-5 to in favor of the Flames, and our expected goals for was 61.87. In my opinion, like, the penalty kill was great. They had to kill a bunch of uh, penalties, but the power play also needs to be a little better. There was a stretch in that third period where you should have opened this game up way more than what it was. Um, You had, like, three back-to-back power plays in the third, and you couldn't get anything going, really um that's really the only negative takeaway from this game and uh markstrom was absolutely unbelievable in the final 10 minutes made huge saves seattle should have had at least one or two the reoccurring theme with over this trip look at la look at anaheim look at last night (laughs) markstrom made some it's not about the number of saves it's when and how they're made and at what stage in the game, it's a little thing yeah. called, quote unquote, a timely save. He absolutely was the reason why we were able to close out this road trip in a sweep. Yeah. Not, not counting Vladar's unreal play in San Jose. That obviously yeah. part of it. But for the crowd, that's like, oh, we need to set Jacob Markstrom, like you alluded to. And that the thing that gets you going for sure. Uh like, come on, man. Like, he, there's a reason why this guy is, uh, you know, is what he is in this league. There's a reason. To all the fans out there that say we need to sit him because he's going to get tired. If you sit him, he's going to get out of touch with his game. He's not going to get tired. He's going to get out of touch with his game and he's going to get out of his rhythm. I'm sorry, but goaltending is weird, and you guys do not know or understand how it works. <laughs> there's a reason he's playing, there's a reason he's this team's number one, and there's a reason he's going to continue to keep playing up until the playoffs. I so, could see Ladar sh- might be starting two, two more games. I hope Ladar does. I hope Marstrom gets a couple days off, but to this We need to sit Markstrom until playoffs. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you actually talking about? Like, I I don't know. Uh, My player of the game last night, Noah Hannafin, but I'm going to give an honorable mention to Trevor Lewis. You and I have talked about this many times, about how much we love Trevor Lewis in our bottom six. He's Mm -hmm. given us more reason to love him, these back-to-back games. Um, oh yeah, two, two goals. Business. Both nice too. Like both, like the first, like the one in San Jose. That one, I don't think that anything is gonna beat that one for me. That like the yeah. one that comes close is like the one in Chicago, like during the season where he just swooped in backhand, just cut the slot, went top cheese. <laughs> <and> went, okay, <laughs> but but like I don't know. Like last night he had a Corsi four percentage of sixty six of an expected goals percentage of 77. I'm like, Trevor Lewis doesn't get a- enough love from this fan base. I don't think they realize that this guy works his absolute tail off yep. every single game, and he's always doing the right things. And that that's the thing, right, is he works his tail off 200 feet of the ice in every single zone. He works his tail off, and people don't <laughs> appreciate – all the dirty work, they just like to see the points and the goals and whatnot, but Trevor does it all, and he does it well. 100%. Right now, as we record, we're sixth in the NHL. Um, hypothetically, in terms of clinching, three more wins to clinch and six more wins to win the division. So that is – assuming that, you know, the teams around us lose, the earliest I think we can clinch is Thursday against Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But, um, yeah, like, if, if other teams in the Pacific lose games, that could become a possibility sooner. Um, yeah, it, it's always a moving picture with those playoff clinching. Or- 100%. It, like, it, it's, it's, it's got to happen. I'm just waiting for us to have that little pulse from the NHL so I can repulse it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, what a hell of a road trip. Oh, um, yeah. That's what we needed. I mean, it was yeah. clear that this team went, you know, went stale at home ice. Like, yeah. I don't know what more evidence you would have needed. Um, they just needed a change of, I guess, scenery, not playing the barn. Now we've got what? They've got three straight at home now next week. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a back to back, a central back to back, Chicago and Nashville. All I'm saying is that Nashville game on the 19th. Everyone pay attention because that could be the round one matchup. And that's Nashville, be, yeah, that's gonna be a huge game. It's i expect that one to be uh fast-paced, physical, and tight checking. Um that that's gonna be a little playoff preview. Um and Nashville's a good good team, man. Um everybody's kind of been saying the one team you don't want to play in the first round is Nashville. And that's, it's looking like that's who we're going to get. So, you yeah, know, I, I like, I'm like, I don't know how else to say it, but to me, it's like, you, so you see Soros, like your, your, your favorite player in the league. That's not a flame. He scares the living, you know what out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Soros is a, uh, he's something else. Uh, even though he he's a really small goalie, he only stands at five eleven. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, he gets hot and you got Yossi on the back end play driving like crazy there. It's a team that could come out and, and hit you hard in the first round for sure. In my scoring effects article, I compared the trends between the flames and Predators because I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to include that in my piece. You take a look at the Predators, like, oh, they're not obviously as well coached as we are. Their yeah. systems tend to deter, they tend to sit back when they have leads and not, they they lose, they lose elements of their game that, you know, in other scenarios and in situations that, you know, they'd be on top of it. Yeah. Come playoff time though, you take a look at the trends and you can sit and talk about a team's trends throughout the season, what their strengths and what their weaknesses are. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, all you need is a few unsung heroes and something to go wrong and that's it. Yeah, and that, that that's it. You can't be really sitting and relying on scoring effects or looking at game trends when you're comparing. You can obviously talk about them, and and we will. I think what we'll do is once we know what exactly what the matchup is, I think you and I sh- will we'll do a playoff preview video. Yep. just yep. talking about both sides, really, for sure, and get into that. But I, yeah, Nashville. Honestly, Nashville, Dallas is also one that could happen. They're pretty neck and neck in that, I, those wildcard spots. I think if the Flames get their hands on Dallas, though, they uh, they give them a good ass whooping in the first round. Daryl's going to show them the game tape from the bubble, be like, you see this bullshit? Don't do show that. Him, show them the game six game tape, and nobody will lose a game that series. And then Daryl just kind of looks at this. He's like, see what I spent the last 12 plus months trying to fix? Yeah. You see this? (laughs) Yeah, that's it right there. I just want Vegas to stay out of it, dude. I don't don't make the playoffs, please, please. I know. Because if they do and then they're healthy again, that's scary. I don't want to deal with that. I just, I like let them, let them take the L this year. Okay. The universe doesn't want them in the playoffs. Keep them out. Keep yeah. Clean up the penalties a little bit. Um find a way to get that power play clicking again and this team might not lose a game for the rest of the year. <laughs> like it's unbelievable the fact that we're at a stage in our lives when we're talking about Flames hockey and every single time we come out here, you know, since January it's just been pure joy. Like dude, this team is a plus 75 goal differential. Plus yeah. 75. It's unbelievable. Go Flames, go. Hell yeah. So if you guys like what you just listened to, feel free to comment, like, subscribe. That's the most important one. It's the one that starts with an S. The S stands for hope if you're a DC fan. But our S stands for subscribe. Um, (laughs) That's awful. But yeah. So if you like our content, do all of that. If you want to buy tickets to a flame game, use promo code CFT on SeatGeek you can get $20 off. Just, just do it. Please. (laughs) We need it. Um, Yeah. But that's about it. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody.